When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a rather impromptu tripe supper. Um, after a couple of days of, of turmoil and uncertainty, we've, uh, we're going to try and bring it together as to what we know now and where we stand. So Phil Vick, uh, mid-afternoon on, on Monday, what, what's the current state of play with, with Itokaranka? Uh, as I understand it, the, the chairman's having a series of meetings today with uh, senior players, uh, background staff and so his key advisors amongst the club to uh, assess the current situation with a view to making a decision imminently. Uh, and Phil, is, is, there a, is there any gauge at this point as to which way that's going to go or, or are we still in the dark now as we were this morning? Well, I think, I think probably the most um, important thing to happen over the weekend since Friday night's event was yesterday's performance against Charlton. Um, I think that's focused minds. If Borough had won at Charlton with Steve Agnew in control you could possibly put a sticking plaster over it and think, right, the players are playing for Steve Agnew, we've got a massive game on Friday night against Hull, we could possibly say to Aito, look Aito, take the week off, go away with your family, go and spend some time away from it all, reconsider, refocus, and let's just get this game out of the way. With, with Sunday's defeat being so abject, let's be honest, it was a poor performance, there was nothing from the players, they looked shell-shocked to me. They looked as though the events of the previous 48 hours had just completely taken it out of them. And I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. They weren't good enough on the day. But, you know, what's gone on could have done two things. It could have, it could have, as we as we saw it happened, led to a, a disjointed, poor performance. Or it could have led to a completely different type of performance where the players were let off a leash, played with great abandon and won 2 or 3-0. Um, so... So I think that's focused minds, and I think it's focused Steve Gibson's mind to say, hey, hang on a minute, this could go really badly wrong if we don't handle it correctly. So he's done the right thing, he's taken soundings, he's speaking to the important play people in the events. Personally, I can't see how there's any way back for Aito or Karanka, given what's happened, but it's not straightforward. It's, you know, if he'd resigned, it's a no-brainer. It, it, you know, the, the announcement would have been made, um, Aito or Karanka's resigned, we're now looking for a new manager or we're now appointing an interim manager. Clearly he hasn't resigned, therefore there are negotiations to take place. You know, does he want to stay? Does he want to jump? Is he going to get pushed? I mean, let's be brutal about this. It's 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 employment negotiations yeah. and, and you can't you can't cut corners with that. It, you know, you you talk about potentially legal implications. So we'd all love a quick resolution. But it's not as simple as that. John, oh, sorry, the, the defeat at Charlton uh, also added to the relentless pressure that's been under, been mounting over the last couple of weeks, and I think it's the pressure of the situation that, that's got to people. People do strange things under under immense tension, and I think that's what's happened. Uh, the, the pressure has brought a lot of things that normally, we, we, you know, are, are routine occupational hazards. 
and they've thrown that into the fore and there's been no way of releasing it. And that, that's where we're at, I think. I think the, the pressure has exploded the, the, the changing rooms and, and the, the club and it's up to the chairman to try and put it together the best as possible, bearing in mind that we still have a season that's very much alive. Uh, you can argue that it's a, only Borough could such uh, implode so spectacularly at such a point of the season and and shoot ourselves through both feet simultaneously. And remain second. And remain second. <laughs> but to me, that's just a symptom of what has been a completely surreal season played under an, an intensity of, of pressure I've never known. Jello, um Steve, Steve Agnew, do you think there's a, an air of sympathy for Agnew at this stage? I mean, that, that performance yesterday, even after what's gone on, I can't imagine he'd have expected such a poor, dismal, kind of lifeless display. Um, I mean, it didn't strengthen his case at all, but, but do, you, do you feel sorry for him at all, given what's gone on? Yeah, it was, it was always going to be a difficult task for him. I mean, you, you would look at the table and go into Charlton, and many people, I'm sure, said you couldn't have picked a better game for Middlesbrough on, on Sunday with the kind of the ongoing protests and everything and the stuff that's happening at Charlton. In the end, I think that and everything that was going off at the Valley and, and everything that had gone on at Borough 48 hours before just kind of engulfed to the players, really. Mm. I mean, they never, that first half was surreal. It hit 30 minutes, and I, I, I hadn't seen anything. Like nothing had happened in the entire game. The beach ball was the highlight, wasn't it, yeah, at that it stage? I mean, with Steve Agnew, it's a difficult situation for him, really, isn't it? Because all eyes were going to be on the team sheet, and if he, all of a sudden he kind of ripped up what, is, what has turned Middlesbrough the last two years from a mid-table hopeful team in a promotion favourite, if he turned up and ripped all of that up, mm. it, it kind of would have stuck a bit funny, especially if I told had come back as well this week. It would have suggested that Steve Agnew thought Ito was doing it wrong, but equally, kind of, it was it was very much the same, wasn't it? it I mean, nothing really changed. I mean, he brought in Rhodes and Downing, then took off Rhodes and Downing when Borough was searching a goal. Um, I think you can't really judge that performance alone on whether Steve Agnew going forward could do a job. I think that he probably only had a couple of games, a couple of days training, hasn't he, since the Rotherham game. Mm. It, it's not ideal for him as well, but we certainly expected better from Middlesbrough than the got on Sunday. Phil uh, or Vic, the, the, the breakdown in relationship, this kind of much-talked-about breakdown relationship with some of the players. With that in mind, did, did you expect almost the shackles to come off some of the players after what had gone on? I think most people expected that because the narrative that has built up over the course of this season is that somehow it was a, a tactical decision to play with the handbrakes on, as if the team were told to go out and and be nervous and, and labour away and don't break down teams. I mean, that's a nonsense. I mean, every week, Aitor Karanka has set out to, to win games and to win them well. That's what he wants. That's his brief. Uh, that would make life so much easier. But as we know, this is a, a very, very uh, challenging division and it's very, very hard to, to build up that kind of momentum. We had it at one point, stumbled a bit, and the pressure then came to bear. And, and some people, I don't think... Uh, uh, are mentally capable of doing this, uh, and that's been that's been one of the problems. Uh, I don't think we'll ever have a, a better chance. You know, we found ourselves in an incredible position six weeks ago, and the stumble has maybe caused self doubt. It's caused uh, tactical questions that were put to one side when we were winning, thrown them into the fore, and let's be honest, it, it spooked the crowd as well. Uh, it, I mean, everyone involved in this, the whole, everyone in the equation has been under pressure, and I, 
you know, what, what we're getting now is a team that's not united, a club that's not united, and something has to be done about it. And the, the timing, Phil Jono, the timing given Hull's arrival here on Friday couldn't really be any worse, could it? Yeah, I mean, I've just taken a step back slightly to, to, to talk about Charlton again. Is it, we're all human. You can imagine, can't you, the conversations that have gone on between the players since Friday afternoon. It's all they'll have talked about. Yeah. They're only human. They, when they're on the bus, in their rooms, you know, having their meal before the game... You know, as soon as they're out of earshot of the the coaches, it'll be bloody. What you know? What 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 what's going on? What we're going to do? Is he going to go? Is he? They don't even know who the manager's going to be on yeah. Friday. So talking about the whole match, again, it's critical that we get some sort of resolution. Um, I mean, looking from the outside, people must be just shaking their heads at why it's happened to Borough. Mm. Every week we hear it, don't we? The local pundits, the local experts. The, the manager, the opposition manager, Borough have got the best squad, they've got the best team, and I know some of that's a little bit deflecting from their own clubs, but there's a lot of other, they, they, you know, you <coughs> see teams come to the Riverside, and for the first 40 minutes they're scared stiff, yeah. they think they're going to get bulldozed, and when they realise actually Borough aren't quite that good, they, they come back into the game. Um, so there's a belief out there, you think they've got a great squad, they've got a great manager, they've got the best chairman in the league, What's the problem? And I, I kind of sympathise with that. What is the problem? You know, even when uh, Vic makes a point about you know six weeks ago, put a six points clear with the game in hand, and people were still mourning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, people within you know the fans were saying, "Why we're we not playing two up top?" Well, we're still six points clear with the game in hand, so things aren't going that wrong. It's almost as though people are looking inside. They're almost too close to it to see how good things are. But that said, the, play, the players, you know, I understand. I understand some of the players being unhappy, but by and large, the same seven or eight players are playing every week. Um, so why have they got a problem? You know, we don't see the day to day, but you know, Aitor Karanka seems to let the pressure get to him. But why? Because everything's on course. Everything's the plan is going. You know, we we again we're not privy to the discussions, arguments, disagreements, and things like that. But it seems that there hasn't been somebody there just to be the same head and say, look, everybody. All right, you're a little bit upset about not being in the team for a couple of weeks. Are you a little bit upset about being rotated? But the, the bigger picture is the season's got about six weeks, seven weeks to run. You could be a Premier League player in the first week of May. Mm. Just stick with it. Let's get over this hump, you know, and we'll revisit the situation in the summer. So it's almost as though somebody's detonated a hand grenade. Just at the moment, Borough had the finishing line in sight. It all seems the word that I've used quite a lot is everything seems very erratic. Like I agree with Vic that there's been this bubbling undercurrent, you know, certainly for the six last six weeks, which has been baffling. Really, I can't understand it. Um, but equally, I mean, I don't, I don't think that a few of Ito's comments have probably helped that as well. I think there's been a nervousness around everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's been helped by some of his comments made after matches. I mean, we, we compare it to kind of other clubs and managers who've done it, the, the likes of Dyche, Hewton and Bruce. I mean, coming out after, after kind of the Blackburn game and saying what he did about the strikers probably just inflamed a situation that was already bubbling along. Uh, obviously then, after the Rotherham, I mean, actually turning the gun on his players more or less and, and saying they don't do they want it as much as me. That's a dangerous game, and, and when you're not doing well, and it's already there's already an undercurrent. Yeah. And that's, that's that's what can happen, can't it? That it's is a split. symptom of the pressure because, you know, for two years, uh, Ito Karanka has been uh, steely, focused, micromanaged everything, uh, was very very calculated and measured in everything that he said publicly, and you know we, we've seen him at work. We, we've seen him. Uh, 
pursue a line, hammer it home, repeat it upstairs. In case anyone hasn't missed it, then he will restate that in answer to a completely different question yeah. because that's the message he wants out there. And as the pressure's mounted, I think he's lost some confidence in his own position and his own uh, mentality and his ability to convey that message because he's been putting out a certain uh, narrative and what he's getting back is that people aren't going along with it. Well, I think, the, I, I think for me, this all does come down to the manager. The players, the, the players meeting, this legendary players meeting, it's going to become, it's just the symptom. The, 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 sorry, it's just the is the is the is the end result really. The manager not being whether you want to say let being able to get the player to let off steam for himself to let off steam for everything just to become this all-consuming passion. You, you you go back at it's 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 old hat now, but you go back to the days of the clubs and they would right in the middle of a promotion campaign just take the players away for three days. Now I know that doesn't happen so much now, but. But they wouldn't take them away at the train intensively. They take them away and just let them relax by the pool, and chill out, the take them out the firing line, make it appear that he's in control of this situation. You know, when Leeds won the title, famously Ferguson was blowing it; he couldn't handle the pressure. Wilkinson, one day the players turned up for training. It's just come on, lads, jumped on a minibus and they went for a pizza and a couple of beers, and just gave the impression that. That they're in control now. I think with Aitor, his, his his nature is to be, and we're obviously not privy to everything, but his nature is to be in control of every single thing all of the time, and it must be exhausting, and yeah. it must it must wear you down. And I think he hasn't had the ability to maybe just have a little bit of, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of full on relentless pressure, but where's all the where's the let off steam? Where's the valve that's going to let people just. You know, take the time over the next six weeks. If you think about, catch your mind back to the Bristol City defeat, uh, and you know the pressure was building then. You could sense it then, and Karanka looked a little bit shell shocked after that. But that result. was the first defeat. Sorry, you put in. That was the first defeat in a fair old while. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, they'd done it, been a great run, but that defeat in the last minute, and the man who conceded the goal, he seemed a bit shell shocked. They went and lost against Forest in the next game, and then you went from that real low to the extraordinary high of deadline day of bringing in Jordan Rose, spending the money and, and all this, and then obviously you turn up against Blackburn at home and expect everything to have changed. That January business, whether we like it or not, has merely just vamped up the pressure even more. Yeah. And since then, you see, I mean, I know that Borough kind of did win three and four and you thought, here we go, we're back on. But, I mean, it, it has, that January business has just merely upped the pressure. And, and Victor, that Jono touched on it there. While while there is while there is the concerns and what have you, you know that there's talk today of Derby being in a crisis. Borough aren't in a crisis, are they? Anything but. But and and, and throughout this kind of spell there, what you're talking about, the signs of pressure might be. There's been good performances, haven't there? Cardiff, the three wins fun. out of four. You know, we we were raving about Gaston Ramirez mm. and saying how come this guy's not in the Premier League and and Albert Adoma had come off the naughty step while he'd been fitting with afterburners and he was fantastic for two or three games. And at that point, you thought, well, it's going to click. At that point, all you needed was was Jordan Rhodes to to calibrate his shooting boots, and you know the the chances were were flowing. And who's to say they're not going to in the next two games? Because you know football is such an erratic game, and everything depends on you know, such fine margins. Uh, and you know we've we've seen teams that have been in utter crisis do this. I mean, we've just been done by Charlton, who on paper are dead and buried completely ripped asunder 
Uh, we've gone to Rotherham, who two weeks ago probably looked like they were going under. Uh, we went to Bristol City, who didn't even have a manager, and got dicked there. Uh, teams that are in crisis can so easily click if players decide, you know, if something goes right on the pitch, you know, you, you get a lucky bounce or there's a tackle that suddenly fires everyone up. And that's how, you know, that, that's how uh, close football teams with quality players are to, to delivering. And there seems to be some kind of mental block at the minute. And I, I genuinely think it's down to the pressure that's, that's been mounting for weeks. I mean, I, seriously, I haven't slept for about three weeks. <laughs> seriously, you know, I, I go to games and I feel tense before it's even kicked off. So I'm feeling that. Imagine what it's like in the dressing room. Imagine what it's like in Steve Gibson's office. Yeah, but that's why he signed players. Players should be able to deal with be. pressure. But this comes back to that, what that, Paul that, Lambert that, was saying, wasn't it? That, that's what yeah. makes or breaks mm. a team, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's you sign players who you you think can you know deliver the goods under pressure. And last season, Borough did quite often deliver the goods under pressure. Brentford, particularly in the semi-finals of the playoffs, um, you know the playoff final itself was an example where nobody handled the pressure. Particularly, I think the management team, quite frankly, I think they blew it on the day. Mm. And I've said that before, and I'll say it again: they got, they got it wrong. He got his team selection wrong. So he didn't handle the pressure well that day either. It, you know, um, it's again, that goes back to what I was saying before about Karank. It's finding a way of releasing the pressure on the players while still getting them up for the next match. And I think that's, that's if, he, if he learns anything from this experience, it's got to be you can't be full on all the time. You just His management style is, you know, as Vic says, micromanaging every single element. I'd use the expression that there's times when you're down at Rockcliffe and it feels like a joyless environment. There's not a few, I know it's a serious business football and there's a lot of money at stake, but you've also got to be able to enjoy life and enjoy your sport and enjoy your game. And I don't think the Borough players look as though they're enjoying the football. Um, and that might be a little bit of an unrealistic thing to say with, 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 with ten games to go, whatever it is. But um, um, that, that is the problem. It's, there's too much intent. Funny enough, he's been, he's been moaning about a lack of desire and a lack of intensity I think the problem might be there's been too much intensity wanted it too much almost you know almost too much pressure on the players mm. to go out there to you know because I, I personally I've said this before I don't think apart from Sunday at Charlton I can't remember seeing the team not play with desire and no, intensity no no I completely agree if yeah. you talk about intensity and pressure on the players you've seen nothing until Friday comes along going back to your your message because in some ways it's it's probably the best game that Borough could have picked mm. really because a win there throws everything back over and then you've got the, the international break and then you really do say right it's a nine game season let's go equally on the same hand you could say it's the worst possible game for Borough because potentially if results go badly tomorrow night I know we shouldn't look at other teams but we do Borough could kick off in fourth place and then if a result doesn't go well against Hull then that is a long kind of time two weeks international break so it's, it is going to be fascinating, but there is going to be a real intensity around the Riverside on Friday night. To round up then, to recap, what, what, what next? What can we expect now? And, and is there a time scale we can put on things, do you think? I, I think a decision has to be made very quickly to lance the boil and then, then the club can start to move on. I certainly don't think it's going to drag through tomorrow. No, we can't still be talking about this by Wednesday, a couple of, games before, couple of days before the whole game, can we? Yeah, even if it's even if the decision is to say, I tours on gardening leave while we while we resolve his long term future, the team affairs for the foreseeable future will be handled by Steve Agnew, Steve Agnew whoever mm-hmm. that needs to come through loud and clear so the players can move on, they can work, they can they can they can have a week's full training session with Steve Agnew, 
and then obviously go into Friday night knowing exactly what's expected. And Thanks, fellas.